Hello and welcome back to the SBK Betting Podcast. After an interesting weekend of football, I think it's fair to say we're all back in the studio and boy, am I happy to see Freddie. Over the next half an hour, we're going to provide you with all the information you need ahead of a great weekend of football. My name is Alex Brinton. I'm joined today in the studio by both Freddie and Izzy. Freddie, talk us through your Saturday night, mate. Yeah, not the best. <laughs> it was in a pub and uh, definitely a few pints after that one to forget what I just watched, to be honest. Drowning in sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, not our best game, but actually not a bad performance, to be honest. I think you guys were pretty clinical with that one goal and then we just couldn't get that goal back. We haven't yeah. been free-flowing attacking like we've spoken about this mm. season. So, yeah, we'll see. I think, I think we'll be back, though. We'll be back. Yeah, you'll be back. Don't worry. And... Um, so condescending, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> is it? I mean, I said that West Ham might win 1-0 as we signed off the, this pod last week. How wrong was I? I know, and I'm so pleased. Um, <laughs> I'm dusting off my passport, the charge to Europe. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. But I do feel like finally Fulham, we're kind of seeing those signings in the summer kind of come into their own and maybe, you know, having that silver effect. So, yeah, feeling very good. I drank many a pint after that <laughs> <laughs> for the right reasons. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we like to hear. And I had uh, a couple of pints as well after our game on Saturday night. Um, so looking back at last week's predictions, um, there was a couple of cancellations which um, scuppered a couple of you. But um, Freddie, you got uh, a one right, mate. Uh, so the less said about that, the better. Not <laughs> just one? Yeah, just one. Just Never one. back Man United. Yeah. Yeah. Again. <laughs> um, I got five. Um, one off actually both Akers and I got um, Bournemouth as well to beat Man United, which I was very happy about. Quite smug when that, that came in. And Izzy, you got six. So you get the trophy for this week. I'm so, so well done. I'm so pleased I'm in the studio <laughs> as well. But I'm tiny, so I'm just like normal size. <laughs> and um, you also got goal scorer for the second week in a row so we're going for a hat trick this week very very and it was exciting Raul Jimenez as well it was so it's even better even better the start game of this weekend is definitely Liverpool Manchester United at Anfield it's probably the biggest rivalry in English football arguably mm. um certainly like the one with the most titles on the line um we're going to kick off with a little quick would you rather so I'm going to read out a couple of Suggestions, one's obviously Liverpool, one's Man United, and um, these two are going to tell me who they rather have. So, Ten Hag or Klopp? Go with me first. Yeah. So, I've gone Klopp. Um, I feel like he's a master at kind of building team spirit, togetherness, and knows what it takes to win the title. I think you'd have to be a bit mad to say Ten Hag. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely Klopp. Okay. Old Trafford or Anfield? I've, de- I've gone at Anfield 100% because Man United need to fix that leaky roof. Um, <laughs> the stadium's crumbling to bits. Like You can see fans posting videos on Twitter of the ceiling crumbling when it's raining. So, yeah, definitely Anfield. Yeah, for the same reasons. <laughs> yep. New stand as well there. So. Stretford End or Cop? Do you want to go first, Freddie? Cop. I'm going Cop yeah. for this one, yeah. Interestingly, I went Stretford End just because there's a big debate going along at the minute that the cop is kind of, um, the atmosphere is a bit on the decline, like all the old school fans are saying yeah. that. So just from that. I, I okay. Ferguson or Shankly? I went with Ferguson. Yeah. I'm going Ferguson. Although Bill Shankly does have my favourite quote of all time in football. Some people believe football is a matter of life and death. I'm very disappointed with that attitude. I can assure you it's much more and more, much more important. <laughs> yes. That. So, that is great. Yeah, Iconic. shout out Bill Shankly for that comment. Yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> yeah. um, New Camp 99 or Istanbul 2005? 
I went Istanbul 2005. Um, obviously, it's got like a nickname, you know, the Miracle of Istanbul. Yeah. I feel like when a game's got a name, like a separate <laughs> name, then it, um, it, it just shows how special it is. Also, Istanbul. Okay. Coming back from three goals down is pretty, pretty special. Yeah. And treble winners in 99 or six Champions Leagues? I'm going six Champions Leagues just because it's the European pedigree. You're up there with kind of Bayern, Real Madrid, those AC kind Milan. of teams, AC Milan, yeah. And to be in those kind of teams and the pedigree that they have around Europe, I prefer that than just three trophies in one year. Echo that, to be honest. Yeah, for the exact same. <laughs> Great. Okay, now moving on um, to the game itself. Izzy, we've sort of spoken a bit about <laughs> Liverpool before, so let's start with Man United. Um, what have you made of them this season? Yeah, they've just been really erratic, I feel. I feel like because obviously they had that positive first season under Ten Hag and it felt like they would push on. Um, it kind of felt like that would be the foundation for like another, like an even better season. Mm. But it just feels like a really dark time for them. You know, the pressure is building on Ten Hag. And, you know, you saw Scott McTominay, I think, talking about toxicity at the club, um, saying that there wasn't toxicity there. But um, it seems like, that, like from the outside, it just seems like it's reeking of that at the minute. Um, obviously, they fin- I think there's a few reasons you could say why. You know, there's injuries and things like that. And and but that I think the problem that they've had is that they didn't bring in like a real recognised number nine. Um, they're actually really uh, they're, they were the lowest scorers in the top six last season, um, and second for big chances missed last season. And so they were kind of crying out for a Harry Kane type player to come in, and that didn't happen. No. Um, so I think that's kind of their problem really freddie the mood around this united team team certainly seems a bit desperate from the outside i mean yeah everyone likes to take the mickey out of man united let's be honest um (laughs) but they're still sixth they're still only six points behind man city in fourth are they actually better than we're sort of thinking simple answer no to be honest (laughs) i think they have individuals that can win them games and get them points because they are man united they have those top players but they're just not a team in any way so they what Eric Ten Hag is just one manager of the month for November I think he won three games weren't the hardest games of Man U's season and then just at the end of October they lost 3-0 to City and then at the beginning of December they've lost to Newcastle so any kind of big game that they have to go into where they have to show something they seem to always let their fans down I'd be pretty desperate if I was a Man U fan right now I mean you hate the ownership. You don't particularly like the manager right now. <laughs> you don't like broken. many of your players. Yeah, the stadium's broken. There's just a lot to be pretty mm. upset about. So, yeah, it's a tough one for Man U fans. And Izzy, after last week's loss to Bournemouth, courtesy of myself, um, there have been some calls for Ten Hag to be sacked. Is he really to blame? Uh, he definitely needs to take responsibility for, um, for some of the, the, the fall down of the club. But, like... After the the one nil defeat at Newcastle seemed to really sting them, and they were kind of that was the marker that there were reports that kind of um, that my colleagues of mine had told me that he sort of has started to, to really lose the dressing room. Some players just don't have confidence in him anymore, and it's kind of been like this snowball effect from there. But at the same time, you look at this Man United squad, and you look at maybe a squad that had the likes of Roy Keane in, and he used to say things like, you know, we're going to war in games, and. <laughs> You look at this squad, you look at Rashford and things like that, and they're not having Fernandes, that. Men- yeah, yeah. that's not the mentality they have. You know, they're going to the club, <laughs> they're yeah. not going to war. So, um, yeah, you, you have to put some of the blame on the players as well. Freddie, this game is arguably the biggest rivalry in English football, as we sort of touched on earlier. Does that mean that 
form sort of goes a little bit out the window when we're trying to predict this one? It's, it's definitely not as important. <laughs> I think you could use that old cliche, like form goes out the window. Yeah. But I think it has to be taken <laughs> into account here. I mean, Liverpool haven't dropped points since May at Anfield. And Man United have been pretty atrocious, kind of just in terms of their form not being consistent. And off the back of a 3-0 loss to Bournemouth, I've got to take that into account when you're then going to Anfield and playing the team top of the table. Surprised me this year and looking extremely good and, and, and kind of dominating teams to some extent. So, yeah, no, I think I will be taking form into account when I, when I do my bet builder on this one. And Izzy, on to Liverpool, as we sort of said, we spoke about them a few weeks ago. But since we spoke, they went from 7.4 to 4.4 to win the title with SBK. Are they going to mount a serious title charge? Yeah, 100%. I think they're more than capable of um, mixing it with Arsenal and City this season. Um, you know, Jurgen Klopp now looks kind of reinvigorated after being given a chance. Um, they obviously rebuilt the squad and that was a bit of a gamble because it did seem like a massive rebuild. Um, they've recruited well, but they've also got Salah, who's in <laughs> incredible form. Um, and the thing with this Liverpool side is they've got this kind of magic formula of um, getting wins when they're playing badly. Mm. Um, and obviously, like, I feel like this title race could be one of the most open ones ever because Aston Villa are definitely in the mix. Um, <laughs> City stuttering, <laughs> Arsenal pushing at the top, but all teams are dropping points. So I think it's going to be a really interesting one. And Freddie, is there a harder place to go in England than Anfield for a big game? I don't think there is. I think you could possibly say one can challenge it and it's St. James's Park. Um, that is the only one that I've seen live that, when I went to Anfield was a similar kind of okay. um, raw, I guess you could yeah. say, where it actually stays within the stadium, proper old school stadium. Maybe you could chuck Villa Park up there. I, I've never been to Villa Park, so I can't, I can't Craven speak Cottage. to it. Hostile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Craven Cottage. <laughs> the Ultras. Yeah, 15 wins, um, 15 consistent wins in the Premier League, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Villa Park. So maybe, maybe you're making it yeah. more interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, St. James Park is the only one, I think. And we sort of touched on Arsenal leaving it late last week. Um, Liverpool have left it late the last couple of weeks. They've actually scored 17 goals um, like after 90 minutes since um, Klopp came in. That's more than Fergie's Man United, as we obviously call it, used to call it Fergie time. Mm. Is this sustainable? Same question as last week that we had for Arsenal. Well, sort of just what I just touched on in terms of like their title charge is that you can kind of look on the flip side and say that they're winning these ugly games. I guess you kind of look at Palace and even the Fulham one, which still mm -hmm. haunts me now. They kind of, as I said, have that magic formula of winning when they're not playing at their best. Uh, but you do have to wonder when it's, is that sustainable when you could be like an injury away from your title hopes just going to pot really, you know? So there's two sides to it, but I still think they're going to be helped by the fact that it's going to be a really open title race. And Freddie, it feels like Salah's gone a bit under the radar this season. He's obviously brilliant and has been for so many years, but he's actually leading the Premier League with most sort of goal contributions with 18. Yeah. In, in short, how good has he been this year and just generally since he's come just in? Always, he's just Mr. Consistent. The greatest Premier League winger of all time, no? in my opinion. Definitely a top five, wow. a top five Premier League player mm -hmm. of all time. Yeah. Could be up there in that debate. Uh, the consistency that he's shown of just 25-plus goal contributions every season he's been in the Prem, and that's actually yeah. that's on the low side. Mm. It's normally 30-plus uh, every season. And it's not just 
goals, like maybe with someone like Erling Haaland, it's mainly goals, yeah. not many assists. He's kind of balancing it out with assists and goals. Uh, he turns up in big games. He's just constantly providing and scoring. And I love him as a guy. Just <laughs> like he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's the kind of model professional that you want at your football club, playing for your football club and representing um, you as fans. So maybe Haaland's taking a bit of the shine off of Salah and yeah. that's why he's going a bit under the radar just because he's a goals machine Haaland and people speak about that yeah. but yeah he deserves the most respect Izzy I guess as a Man United fan you'd be looking for something to sort of cling on to for this one and you're probably clinging on to the fact that your players have had an extra two days rest um, Man United played on Tuesday Liverpool played tonight on Thursday um, does this going to make any difference? I'd say so um, considering as I was talking about your sort of I think both, well, Man United have a, a, a big injury list, which has affected them this season. Um, but, and Jurgen Klopp is that main man that always talks about the schedule. And yeah. Like that. So I think if they say it doesn't go Liverpool's way, he's definitely going to mention that in the press conference, having been in a few of his press conferences. I know what he's like with that. So I think it does make a difference, actually, to be honest. Um, but if that's the thing that Man United fans are clinging on to to get a result, then it just shows where their club's at. <laughs> so... Without further ado, let's move on to our bet builder predictions for this game. Izzy, you're up first. What have you got? So I've gone with Salah to be the first to score, Liverpool to win. And I click no on both teams to score, so Liverpool to keep a clean sheet. Um, with, with Salah, nine of Mo Salah's 10 Premier League goals against Man United have come in his last five appearances against them. So he's in great form in the most recent fixtures against them. Loves the goal in this, in this rivalry and you need the big players to turn up. Um, Liverpool to win, um, Man United just in bleak form. They've lost nine of their last ten games on the road against sides that finished in last season's Premier League top nine. So wow. not even the top six, the top <laughs> nine. So yeah, pretty grim stat for them. And no one both teams to score. Liverpool to keep that clean sheet because in their last six games they've kept three of those. And as I said before, Man United are desperate for the goals, and that's at eight point four. Nice. I'm going to jump in. Liverpool to win, both teams to score no, and over 4.5 cards. So uh, Liverpool to win is, yeah, as we, we sort of touched on, they're, on, they're in fantastic form and especially at home. Man United, not in fantastic form, it's fair to say. Um, Man United haven't been Liverpool at Anfield since January 2016 with a goal from Wayne Rooney. And there was actually only, <laughs> when I was doing my research, found out there was only one player from either of the squads still at their clubs. And that was um, Martial, who will be, probably leaving in the summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're struggling, it's fair to say, Man United. And both teams to score no. Uh, as we, as you touched on, Liverpool's record's not bad. Jesse Lingard was the last Man United player to score at Anfield in December 2018. That's mad. <laughs> so, yeah, another stat that doesn't look good for them. <laughs> and over 4.5 cards, this could get feisty. So um, I think that's pretty self-explanatory yeah. with that one. Freddie, what have you got, mate? Nice. I've gone for Liverpool to win as... You guys have alluded yeah. to. Uh, I've gone over 9.5 corners. So Liverpool averaging 11.0 corners in games, um, home games, are averaging 11.57. I've gone a little bit below that, yeah. over 9.5. Uh, then over 2.5 goals. So the last five games between these guys, I'm sure you guys have seen, have been pretty high score. You've got two 4 nils, a 5 nil, and a 7 nil. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to back there to be yeah. goals. I was tempted to go for the uh, both teams not to score, but... I think maybe Manu will get something, so we'll see. But... <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, I, did, I did get one this week. So... <laughs> uh, and then uh, most cards, Man United. 
so Manu have a lot of yellows this season, 35, they're averaging 2.18 a game. Uh, and Liverpool have the second least for yellow cards in the Premier this season. So going to back Man U to be making more fouls than yep. Liverpool players. <laughs> I think, yeah, Liverpool probably have the ball a lot more as well. <laughs> So, moving on to our Akers. Sorry, um, and that's oh, sorry, at 4.3. Sorry, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Uh, that bit builders at 4.3. At 4.3, yeah. perfect. So, moving on to the weekend, weekend Akers. Um, previously, we've selected um, four Premier League teams and three uh, from the EFL. Slight change up this week. Um, we're picking four teams from across the top four leagues. Um, and I've said to these two, they can split it however they want. Um, yeah, very simple. Go on, Izzy. What have you got? So I went with um, four different leagues. Is that all That's good? Yeah. Lovely. So I went with Tottenham to beat Forest, Leeds to beat Coventry, Derby to beat Wickham, and Barrow to beat Swindon. I seem to love a Barrow selection. Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> they did me dirty last weekend. They gave postponed. But uh, yeah, that's at 9.8. Uh, starting with Spurs, they did the double over Forest um, in the 2022-23 Prem season by an aggregate score of 5-1. And obviously, just in that last match against Newcastle, Postacoglu's decision to kind of move on to the left and bring Richarlison back into the fray just was a market ma- masterstroke, sorry. Um, and I think we're going to see that again. Um, and obviously, Forest struggling, you know a lot of toxicity kind of mm. surrounding Steve Cooper and things like that. Um, Leeds to beat Coventry, five wins in five at home for Leeds. Um, great home form, whereas Coventry have lost four in five on the road. And they also, in this fixture, have 0% clean sheet record with Leeds. So, yeah, looking pretty grim for them. Um, but, yeah, no, looking forward to that one. And Derby to beat Wickham. Derby are unbeaten in their last six in the league. Whereas you have to go back to October 7th for Wickham's last win in the league. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a surprising turn for them this season. Um, but, yeah, and also it's actually just from kind of knowing people at the club and things like that. Um, the chairman has said, has kind of come out and said he's sort of apologised for their form this season. Mm. Um, fans were kind of leaving for the exit in their last loss and the attendance are kind of at an all-time low. So it's just a pretty... Grim state for them this yeah. season and Barrow to beat Swindon. Come on, Barrow. <laughs> they last <laughs> lost in the league on October 3rd and Swindon struggled with a 4 0 drubbing to Wimbledon last time out. So, yeah, back in Barrow. And the odds are? That was at 9.8. 9.8. Lovely. I've gone Everton to beat Burnley. Um, I'm all aboard the Everton hype train, as we've seen on this podcast for the last How's couple that of weeks. Going for you? Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, Bournemouth to beat Luton. Go on, Bournemouth. Uh, <laughs> Leicester to beat uh, Birmingham and Stockport to draw with Sutton United and that is at 24 so Everton of the fifth best away record in the league they won 13 points from seven games on the road Burnley have the worst home record in the league only points they've got was the 5-0 win over Sheffield United and Burnley actually have a minus 10 goal difference at home this season which is pretty remarkable considering they've beaten a team 5-0 <laughs> Everton also fifth in the form table winning five four of their last five matches so yeah Bournemouth top of the table for their last five matches um, scored 12 conceding just three which is pretty remarkable home form hasn't been great when you sort of look at it over the season but you've sort of got to take that discount that a little bit and just go for what, what their actual form is right now mm-hmm. um, Luton have only managed seven goals on the road this season and losing six of their eight games. And last time they played Bournemouth, which was in the championship, but it was a 2-0 win, 2-1 win for Bournemouth last season. 
Leicester. Uh, again, Leicester to beat Birmingham City. Uh, desperate form since Rooney came in, despite a win last night, which ruined my evening, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester are one of the best sides in the league, and um, they battled to a 3-2 win over Millwall last night. Um, they've only conceded 14 goals all season, and they're the best away team in the league. Blues have only scored nine in eight in their last eight games and haven't played, that, but they haven't played a great deal head-to-head. So, um, But I took a bit of enjoyment in going back and finding out the Blues haven't beaten them since 2011. <laughs> <laughs> and Stockport, this one to draw with Sutton. This is a bit rogue if you look at the table. This is first v last, but okay. Stockport were on an incredible run and they're faltering a bit. They haven't won a league game in their last three games. They lost all the shot in the cup last night. They've drawn their last two in the league. Sutton have drawn their last four in a row and including a draw last week against fifth place crew. So I'm fingers crossed. Big call, it's but... a big call. And if it comes off, I'll be I'll be looking pretty smug, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all at 24. Freddie, what have you got, mate? Nice. I've gone Newcastle to beat Fulham, Spurs to beat Forest, Leeds to beat Coventry, Wrexham to beat Colchester at 6.6. So, Newcastle, sorry, Izzy, they've won four of their last five against Fulham, <laughs> with the exception being yeah. a draw. So, Fulham haven't won in the last five against Newcastle. Um, Newcastle have been a bit inconsistent with the injuries. Obviously, gone out of the Champions League last night um, to by losing to Milan. Uh, but the form of losses in the Champions League, they lost to Dortmund and Milan mm. at St. James Park, but they've only lost to Liverpool at St. James Park this year. Every other game has been a win uh, there for Newcastle this season. So, for me, Fulham going to St. James Park, even though they're on a good run of form. It is one of those games as a fan that I dread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. never it's, get a result. It's a tough one. I think Newcastle will want to bounce back after that Champions League exit. So, that's my reasoning for that one. Tottenham, they have won four of the last five head-to-heads with Forest. Uh, Forest only won two games at home so far this season. Wasn't isn't the stronghold that it was. No, no I said it was a few weeks ago. Who <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Very> said that? <laughs> uh, Spurs obviously off the back of a very very good result against Newcastle, and a doggy just signed a new long term contract. So maybe the mood there is mm. it's lifting. It's beginning again. to lift, yeah. Uh, and I think they'll be able to kind of suffocate Forest with that high line they play. Forest in bad runner form anyway. Lost four of the last five with the draw, maybe saving Steve Cooper's job mm. last week. And so we'll see what happens with that after this game. But yeah, backing Tottenham to win. Leeds, first time these sides have met since 2012. So not a lot of head-to-head to go on, but backing Leeds here is their home form has just been unreal, tremendous. They've won seven of the last games, uh, seven of their last games at Ellen Road. And Coventry away form is really poor. They've lost four of the last five games away from home. So I think that should be hopefully a good one. Then Wrexham to beat Colchester. So first meeting between the two since 2005, which actually surprised oh. me. I thought Wrexham and Colchester played each other Would have more played than each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Wrexham have won six of the last seven at the race course. They've been in good form there this year. Uh, Colchester in poor form. They've lost four of their last five. Uh, so, yeah, Wrexham <laughs> did drop points last time out um, in their last game. But their season has kind of gone a bit like whenever they have dropped points, they've come they back. bounce back yeah. with a good win streak. So that's what I'm going to bat them to do here. And so, yeah, at 6.6, that. Perfect. And now moving on to the goal scorer selections. Um as you regular listeners no doubt will know by now that we can't pick Haaland. 
Izzy, you're the queen of this. Two in two weeks. Who's going to get you a hat-trick? It's Richarlison. It's Richarlison. <laughs> I can't believe I'm putting my faith into TikTok star Richarlison. <laughs> Who fancies a goal now and then? But no, two goals in the 4-1 the drubbing of Newcastle just seems to be oozing confidence. I kind of spoke about the setup that Ange's got him in now with Son and it just seems to be, as I said, a masterstroke. Um, Forrest have only kept three clean sheets this season, so I think there's going to be goals and that's at 2.88. Very nice. I've gone for Dominic Solanke. He has got. He also um, grew up near me. That's a, that's by the by. <laughs> he scored eight pal. goals. Eight goals so far this season. Um, leading goal scorer for Bournemouth. Uh, could have had two at Old Trafford last weekend. He hit the post, unfortunately. Um, scored four in their la- in his last five games. Three of those being at home, and they're playing Luton. So um, yeah, fingers crossed for Dominic Solanke, and that is at two point one. Freddie. So I'm maybe doing an illegal one. <laughs> maybe the rules need <laughs> yeah. to be uh, needs to be bended. Reviewed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, going to go. Mo Salah, one point eight two. Izzy's alluded to how good his goal scoring record is against Man United. Uh, he's obviously up there with Haaland. I think he's three goals behind Haaland, but mm. he's up there and has contributed to most goals in the Premier League this season. So yeah, I'm backing Mo Salah to get a goal against Man U. Lovely. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of our football co- podcast. Hopefully we've given you everything you need to know for the weekend. Um, keep your eyes peeled for the Horse Racing Podcast, which is coming back uh, later today, um, previewing Saturday's action from Cheltenham. Good luck over the weekend. And remember that new customers with SBK can get £30 in free bets when they place a bet of £10. T and C's apply. Thank you very much. Thank you.